We could create a whole world in the mind of the listener simply by using sound effects. Ron Wolfley. Thud, 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 thud. <laughs> Boomerang. Boom. Luke Lipinski. Huh. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, hour number two of the show, live from the Auction Community Studios. Now, you might be saying to yourself, why are you back at the studios today with Media Row? You were out there yesterday and the day before, and you're going to be out there tomorrow and the day after. I don't know how you know that, but you somehow do as the listener. Because Matt Ishbia is about to do his press conference here in about 25 minutes and 58 seconds. And then he's going to join us afterwards. The new owner of the Phoenix Suns, Ron Wolfley, reporting. How many owner changes have we had amongst the Suns, Cardinals, and D-backs since 2000? I believe this will be the third total. Wow. Right? Okay. <laughs> since 2000. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because the D-backs switch. Doesn't happen very often. In 2004, you had the Suns switch in 2005. And now you have the Suns switching again. So, yeah. All right. Kind of a big day. A big day indeed. It was interesting last night, Wolf, to see the Suns put together their starting five for the first time in a long time. Um, And now the trade deadline is tomorrow. (laughs) So you get one game to evaluate the starting five. It was technically their, their seventh game together this season, but I would argue it was really their fifth. Because one of those games, Cam Johnson played five minutes and and got hurt. One of those games, DeAndre Ayton played eight minutes. So however you want to parse it, that was their first full game together since October 25th against the Golden State Warriors. That was the fourth game of the season. So here's the games where the Suns' entire starting lineup has gotten to play a full game together, okay? Game one, game two, game three, game four, and last night, which was what? Game 56, Man, when you said that to me, I, I that blew my mind. It really did. We know how disjointed this season has been because of injuries, of course, but that really blew my mind that they have played that little together this entire year. Would you like to see it? I'm going to be okay. If, in fact, there's no movement whatsoever with with DeAndre Ayton or Chris Paul, nobody gets moved at the trade deadline, there's no trades other than Jay Crowder, other than Jay Crowder, of course, I'm going to be fine watching this team go forward and hope that they start resembling some of the things, resembling the team, of course, that they were last year. I just think this team is you have such a small sample size that you have to kind of go off what they did last year, right? When you're talking about the starting five, last year they won 64 games. Those five guys were all here the year before. They were up 2-0 in the NBA Finals. So I'm really hesitant to trade any pieces of that starting five before tomorrow unless you're getting Kevin Durant, which I just don't think is going to happen until the summer. Uh, and I'm not saying the Suns get him in the summer. I'm just saying somebody, I, I think, will get him in the summer. It might happen. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, right. hey, If Kevin Durant's on the table before tomorrow, this is a different conversation. But other than him, I'm really hesitant to trade any of this starting five because they're finally back together. But the flip side is I'm like calling every team, being like, you want some first-round picks? Because I do believe in this starting five. And if you want to win a title, you got to actually go all in and supplement it with something you can get for your first round pick in 24 and 26. Like, let's ship them out. Get me a player that's going to be the sixth man in this rotation or a guy that's so good that maybe Cam becomes the sixth man again or whatever you got to do. Those picks, I keep saying this and I'm going to keep saying it until the trade deadline tomorrow, mean very little to nothing right now. Yeah. 
No, I'm with you on that. Um, we all know, again, Jay Crowder is going to be moved. Yes, what could they possibly add and still keep this starting five together? That's the question, and that's where it gets difficult. What could they really add? Something of value, something that would really change them going forward. How could they do that without losing any one of these five, the starting five? That would be the question that I would ask. This was a good win, I thought, on the road last night for the Suns. Now 9-2 and in their last 11 games. How much does that factor into it as well? You're getting healthy, and oh, by the way, you're 9-2 and in your last 11. And suddenly climbing up the Western Conference seeds. Now again, it's tenuous. We all get that. It's a very dicey proposition in the Western Conference. But they've climbed right back into it after losing, what, 17 of 22? Yeah, (laughs) there was a stretch there where, you know, we're trying to figure out, can they weather the storm? That was the talk, right? And even when they had lost 17 of 22... The to me at least the biggest thing was why is Jay Crowder still here and not here when you're losing 17 of 22 but they have obviously weathered that storm you're right they're fifth in the Western Conference right now they're a half game out of fourth behind a Clippers team I just don't believe in uh, and that's just me I I'm, I know a lot of people do believe in them and a game and a half back of Sacramento for third who I don't believe in <laughs> I, I love that though. I love the fact you just dismiss them. I don't believe in it. I don't believe, I'll believe it when I see it. I'm not going to be Sacramento as a number three seed. No. And I, anybody, like, I'm willing to take that bet. Sacramento does not finish this season as the number three seed. And that's not a knock on Sacramento. <laughs> like, I like stories like that where this team comes not from out of nowhere. They were supposed to be a fun team this year that could score and all that stuff, but they weren't necessarily <laughs> going to put together the, the, the win total that they've put together. Uh, but either way, you're a game and a half behind them for third. And the thought would be, you know, if you're running a race, that you were going to start slow and finish stronger because all your guys were hurt and now they're coming back. So, yeah. yeah, you've won nine of your last 11. Devin Booker's only been here for one of those 11 games. How do you think Devin Booker looked last night? He looked like Devin Booker coming back from an injury. So still better than most players in the league, but probably a little bit uh, rusty. He talked after the game about minutes restrictions here. I think I got a couple minutes over, so you know, I can work with that. Hopefully keep pushing the line a little bit, but you know, I think every game I'll play kind of be like that until after All-Star break. Already pushing the limit. <laughs> I love that book right there. He's smoldering even as he said that. Um, this, to me, I... I look, he played five minutes and had eight points. <laughs> David Booker in the first quarter. That felt good, didn't it? Just, okay, everybody, every, everybody is fine. Everything is going to be okay. Book just seemed to come back in and settle everybody down, even though he was on that minutes restriction. He looked rusty later. He, that, that was the weird thing. He started off really, really well. And then he seemed to digress from that point forward. Maybe some conditioning Maybe. had a lot to do with that. That would uh, that would make sense. This is um, one more from Booker talking about the free throw line. Well, I've been injured. All I can do is shoot free throws. That's why I'm so disappointed in myself. I couldn't do any movement. All I do is go there and shoot free throws. You know, that was just that was, a, that was terrible. Yeah, missed a couple late. That was 5-7 from the line. That was terrible right there. Yeah, he scored 19 points, had 6 assists in 26 minutes, and that was terrible for Devin Booker. 
booker. It's just, this is one of the reasons why I love him. He's a competitor through and through, and he is not afraid to critique himself and do it in a harsh way. And when he's willing to do that, what does that say to every guy in that locker room? Ask Ask yourself that. What does that say to every guy in that locker room? Well, standards raised when, yeah. when he's back. I mean, that's yeah. and, and you know, you and I talked about this on the show yesterday. Booker's coming back. All eyes on Booker, obviously. But you were going to watch DeAndre Ayton, and yes. I was going to watch Mikel Bridges because I wanted to see if the offense was going to suffer with Booker back. And I got to say, it didn't. D, uh, Mikel Bridges had twenty-one points, and for you, DA had thirty-five and fifteen. Does like, it surprise you that DA had thirty-five and fifteen? Uh, Thirty-five and fifteen is not something he does. So, I, but it, I wouldn't say it surprises me. We were saying this on the show yesterday too. I, I, I'm waiting for the clip of Da after the game, being like, "I'm just happy everybody's back. Let's play." Yeah, and he did. He played like that. He didn't say it, but he played like that. Yeah, for me, I once again think he had ulterior motives to play like that. Whether he was convincing the Phoenix Suns, "Don't move me. I'm here. Watch what I can do," or suddenly thinking, "Hey, Brook- Brooklyn, how about this? What do you think of this? Or anybody else that might be interested in me?" What do you think of this right here? It all comes back to DeAndre Ayton. Mysteriously enough, suddenly hits the go button his last two games before the trade deadline. Yeah, I know the fact that he can suddenly hit that button is frustrating in the moment for a lot of people, myself included. There are times I watch and I'm like, man, look how dominant he is. Why doesn't he just do this 60 times a year? Well, his teammates are asking the yeah, same well, thing. Yeah, that's true, and they have been. But the flip side to that is... Uh, if he can flip the switch like that, even though that's not the ideal way to do it, could you just flip that switch in the playoffs again? Uh, coming up next, we're going to take you through the top stories of the day with Wolf and Down Your Lunch. We're going to do that early because Matt Ishby is about to start his press conference here in about 18 minutes. Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? Man, does this smell good. Wolfen down your lunch. Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolfen Luke. Hey boy. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas's ultimate sports fan destination. Uh, early lunch today because of the Matt Ishbia press conference that is going to start here in about uh, 12-ish minutes. So, Wolfen down your lunch at 11.15. Aaron Maloney is here. Aaron? So the Phoenix Suns beat the Nets last night, 116-112. to 112. DeAndre Ayton had another impressive performance with 35 points as D.A. became the fourth player in NBA history to have back-to-back games of at least 30 points and 15 rebounds on 75% shooting or better. Here's D.A. after the game. I see what the people say about me. Uh, I mean, I, I, had a, uh, I had a bad start of the season. It wasn't ankle injuries. Some other sickness or some crap that got in my way. It was more like an adversity type of season for me. You know, showing me what type of player I truly am and me just sticking with it and just blocking out all the noise and the haters and all that stuff. Just getting back to the things I do best. You know, that's just being dominant. What did you think of DA's performance over the last couple games? It's impressive. It's, uh, you know, it's a, I know it's a double-edged sword for a lot of Suns fans. You look and you say, man, 35-15, why would you ever trade this guy? And then you also look and you're like, why can't he do that every night? Or a version of that, not the 35-15. and 15. The prevailing thought, and, and I cannot tell you how many people have said this to me over the last 12 hours, when D.A. goes off, 
you can tell within a minute, oh, DA's here tonight. Yeah. And then there are other nights where you're like, eh, you're not going to get much from DA tonight. So yeah. it's, it, it is who he is, and that's a valuable player to your team, and it's probably not a max player, but he's on your team. Yeah, no, DeAndre Ayton is... He's one of these mysteries to me. He's an enigma. And it's because he's so incredibly talented, and yet he cannot bring that talent on a consistent basis. Oh, that he would. Can can you imagine? Again, I'm not talking about 35 and 15, and you know that look. You, You can't guarantee 35 and 15. You can't do it. What you can guarantee is how you play. And that you're going to go out and you're going to give everything you got. Some nights, I get it. You're going to be tired. Some nights, you're going to be banged up. You fight through it. And you give what you have. And I think that's the biggest question surrounding D.A. going forward. Does he give what he has? And I think right now his teammates would tell you no. But see, that that's why I wouldn't trade him yet. Because if you trade him, you're not going to get return that's equal to what he can potentially give you. Whereas at least if he's here, there's a chance he has a game like he had last night or two games ago. We are moments away from going live to Footprint Center as the Suns will introduce Matt Ishpia at an 11.30 press conference. So be sure to keep it right here to hear that. What do you guys want to hear from Ishpia today? Uh, wow, there's a lot. I want to hear a commitment to doing whatever it takes to win. Spending whatever it takes to win. I would assume that question's going to come up. If it doesn't, it's going to come up when he joins us after the press conference. That's the biggest thing. But there's a lot. There's a lot, Wolf. But I would say the biggest thing for any Suns fan is like, all right, how how serious is, is this to you? Not just, hey, I got to own an NBA team. I want to win titles. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Matt Ishbia. I got a lot of money and I love basketball. And I want to win. Maloney wants to hear him walk up there and be like, I just traded for Kevin Durant. (laughs) I want him to introduce Kevin Durant today. (laughs) Let's be real. I mean, that's... I I am really excited about this press conference. I really am. And I, 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 I think I'm setting myself up for failure. I really do. Because... This, I, I can't wait to hear what this guy who loves the game and knows the game from a schematic perspective knows the game and loves it and has resources. I can't wait to hear what he says about that. Okay, that's it. You don't have to because it's coming up in like seven and a half minutes. LeBron James passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for number one on the all-time NBA scoring list last night during his 38-point performance, 38 point performance in the Lakers' loss to the Thunder. Is he the GOAT? Yeah, look, I, I, I'm still, I'm still going to lean MJ, but I will say this. Yeah. I have never seen another player like LeBron James, and I don't think we ever will see another player like LeBron James. And if LeBron James is 1B to MJ's 1A, that's not an insult, man. We're talking about yeah. one of the greatest athletes in the history of the world. There's no doubt. Michael Jordan, for me, is the greatest basketball player of all time. It's not even close. And you have to remember, he didn't have super teams back then. He didn't. LeBron has had some super teams at his disposal. Yeah, it's, Michael it's, never did. It's closer for me, but um, the, the bottom line is anybody that is all in on MJ, LeBron could win the next four titles. He won't, and it wouldn't change anybody's mind. Anybody that's all in on LeBron, MJ could come back and win titles. It wouldn't change their mind. The Arizona Cardinals head coaching search continues, and Chiefs head coach Andy Reid had some glowing comments regarding one of the Cards' candidates, Mike Kafka. I actually 
told Mr. Bidwell this too. Uh, um, he's a, a very intelligent, great human being, um, and and your quarterback would love him. Uh, he'd challenge him uh, to be better than he even is now. But he'd do a he'd do a great job. He'd challenge the team, and. Uh, I think the guys would respond. He played in the National Football League. I had a chance to draft him out of Northwestern. And so, uh, you know, I think he'd be uh, tremendous for for the city, for the Bidwell family, you know, and for y'all. Do you think the Cards are leaning towards Kafka to be their next head coach? Uh, I do. I think the thing that really stood out to me the second time hearing that was Andy Reid saying, I told this to Michael Bidwell, too. Yeah, um, to answer your question, Mel, yes. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't wanna mess Great. up Great, so it's not gonna be him, huh? <laughs> I don't wanna mess up Lou Anarumo <laughs> like I did yesterday. So you threw your support behind Anarumo, which means he has no chance, and you said you think it's gonna be Kafka, so I don't know who they're gonna hire at this point. Next. Sorry, Mike. Oh uh, well. All right, that was Wolf and Down Your Lunch. Thank you, Aaron. As always, text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Like this response coming from the 602. My prediction is that Matt Ishbia will meet with Crowder and convince him to play for the Suns for the remainder of the season. I haven't heard that one yet. Just to be clear, that was not my thought. That was one of our listeners. But that's an interesting one. Uh, we can start to find out because we start to get answers next. The Phoenix Suns have a new owner. We're going to go live to the Footprint Center next and bring you Matt Ishbia's introductory press conference. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, we are going to throw it right out to the Footprint Center. Matt Ishbia, you are up. And he's also a hooper. He was a walk-on at Michigan State and was part of their national championship team in 2000. And one of his teammates is a former son, Jason Richardson. And Jay Rich was recently asked, what should we here in Phoenix expect to get from Matt Ishbia? He said, incredible passion, a very upbeat attitude, and certainly he's going to develop a family atmosphere. Matt's family is here. We'd like to welcome all of them, his brother, his mom and dad. I think Jeff and Joanne are here as well. There they are. I should have figured you were in the front row. Thank you all so much for being here. So, let's give Matt and his family a big Phoenix warm welcome. Appreciate it. All right, thank you. Thank you very much for the kind words. I really appreciate it. Um, so honored to be here. I'm not as much of a stand in the podium guy, so, um, but thank you for being here. Really appreciate it. What an honor. An honor to be here in the city. Um, couldn't be more excited to be part of it with all of you guys. Um, and so, you know, I'm really excited to talk about a handful of things today and same time take any questions and talk about things at the end. But first and foremost, I want to just say how honored I am. You know, people say, you know, Matt and with my brother Justin and, you know, and, and a lot of the other partners that I'm the new owner. I look at it as a community asset. Um, I'm not the owner of the Suns and the Mercury. 
I'm the steward of it. My job is to do great things for the community. It's a community asset, and we're going to do some great things, not only in the community, but with fan experience and just doing the right thing all the time. And so I'm extremely excited about it. It's not Matt Ishbia. It's a team. And everything and anyone that's ever been successful knows it's a team game. Basketball's a team game. All sports are a team game, but life's a team game. And so I'm glad to have my family here with me. I've got my three kids. Um, my brother, my parents, uh, my ex-wife's here too. I, I, everyone's here together. We're, we stay as a family. We're here together as a team, and I'm proud to now bring my family here to be part of your family. So it's a true honor. So, you know, my life has been completely tied to basketball, right? So I know uh, you heard played basketball at Michigan State. It's just it's an overstatement. I sat on the bench at Michigan State, and uh, it was a great experience. I played there. I was a good high school player and then walked on at Michigan State under Tom Izzo. And we went to three Final Fours, won a national championship. But that was done based on a team and family culture. Basketball is my life, a huge part of my life, always has been. And so when I realized I wasn't good enough to be in the NBA, how could I one day maybe play, instead of playing in the NBA, maybe own a team? And I didn't know how realistic that was, but when you set big goals, you say when, what's important now, and you start working towards them. And so I'm honored to be here and be part of it with you guys. Basketball's been a huge part of my life. Now, the success and the, and the things that go on, nothing gets done alone. And so I'm a team guy, and so I know you might not want to hear all the people I want to thank, but I have to thank a lot of people that have got me here because no one in any in life has done anything alone. Uh, it's always a team game. And so first, you know, start off with Adam Silver. In the NBA, they welcomed me. Um, the owners, what an honor. You know, they've treated me so well. They've talked to me. Even before I was an owner, they were helping me achieve this dream. And so um, Adam Silver and the, whole, and, the, and the whole NBA executive team, along with owners, have been amazing to me. And so that's been a huge, huge part. I'm so welcome and lucky to be called in partners now. The Phoenix community. So the, the, the most exciting one, which I didn't know how to, you know, I feel so welcomed. You know, whether it's from people reaching out to me, whether it's social media, I can't thank the Phoenix community enough for welcoming me, my family, to the Valley. I couldn't be more excited about it. And uh, the warm welcome I have felt, um, I'm uh, excited about it. Hopefully it lasts if we ever lose a game. I know we're 1-0. But um, honestly, what an honor. And this, this organization, the Mercury and the Suns, has amazing history. we got a lot of the, the superstars. I mean, I'm looking at these guys. I'm looking out here that I, I looked up to and idolized as a, kids, as a kid because I grew up in the generations of all you guys dominating and playing great things. It's such an honor to see these people here and with me. So thank you guys for being here, and thank you all the people that have showed up for this day. Um, I do want to thank Robert Sarver. He, he, he chose me to be the next owner, and I think he did a really nice job of trying to think what was best for the community. I think he had a great intentions, and I'm, I'm proud to be the next owner, along with my other new partners, which I'm really honored that there's 13 other partners. Now I've added my brother and my father, uh, but the, the, they all wanted to stay in, and that's more a tribute to the Phoenix community, the Mercury and the Suns, than anything, that more than to me, is they all said, I don't want to sell my shares. I want to stay in and be part of this family and this team with you, Matt, and with the community, and so I'm really honored, so I want to thank them as well for being here with me. Um, a couple other things. The, the Phoenix executive team, the new leader. So I got a chance to talk to the people that work at the company, the Suns and the Mercury a little bit. Obviously, some people that are traveling, but the people that are here, um, and they've been so welcoming to me. So the Phoenix executive team, they've been great to work with. They set up this amazing press conference. And uh, actually, can we give them a round of applause for putting this all together? I mean, what a great job by everyone. Uh, it's, 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 not, it's not easy to...
to set this stuff up and make it and to make me look good is hard. So I, hopefully I look average at least and am doing okay. But uh, also just want to also shout out, you know, a couple of people on my team that have really helped make this happen from, from Paul Rivers, David Zacks, Tim Kirby. These people help make this a reality. From Peter Zern, who's an attorney, and, uh, you know, the, and along with um, Adam Mendelson, you know, people that have made an impact to help me get here that are part of my, my team. And then, and then my, the last two groups I want to really hit on uh, is Michigan State basketball, Tom Izzo. He made a huge impact on my life. So I learned so much from Coach Izzo on, on team, on family, but also on straight-up work ethic. Outwork everybody. And that's a big part of my mentality, which we'll talk about in a second when I give you a little bit of thoughts on the vision before I take questions. Um, but Tom Izzo has been a huge part, a huge impact on my life. My people at UWM, my leadership team there and everything. You know, I'm a mortgage guy, and, and mortgages people don't think are that much fun, but we have a lot of fun doing things there, and we've been pretty successful with it. And um, the last thing is my parents. My parents, Jeff and Joanne Ishbia, um, wouldn't be here without them. What amazing people they are. Um, I've learned so much. My mom's a teacher. My dad's a lawyer. Learned so much from them. And my big brother, Justin, um, he's uh, you know my best friend, but at the same time, he has a different business mind. He's going to be my partner in this, and we're really excited about that. Actually, I'd love to actually have Justin. Why don't Justin, you give me my brother. I'll come up and talk for a second. I'd love you guys to meet my brother. Pleasure to meet all of you. I'm Justin Ishbia, Matt's brother. He's always a tough act to follow in, in so many ways. Um, the Phoenix community, uh, you welcomed us. Just in a few days, your passion for the Suns and the Mercury is clear. We can't wait to be part of what you have built and hopefully take to new levels. Um, I want to take you back to the mid-90s. I think a lot of us can relate to and having an older brother and younger brother playing basketball in the backyard, playing one-on-one. Our games, Matt and I, Matt was Magic Johnson, I was Larry Bird. We played back and forth. We pushed each other. We fought back and forth. And in those early days, I was 14, he was 12. It came clear to me I was not going to the NBA. But Matt, Matt didn't know that yet. <laughs> so he kept playing and he hustled and he was a, a fabulous basketball player in high school. He averaged 25 points a game and he was a, he was a star on and off the court. Um, I went off to college and I came back one day. And it was early, and he was out 8 a.m. shooting baskets over. Uh, my dad made a makeshift pole, and a little hand went over that. And Matt was shooting over a guy, a pretend person, that was 8 feet tall. And I said, Matt, nobody in high school is 8 feet tall. What are you doing? He said, I'm going to be the NBA one day. And I know he really believed it. And uh, I think a couple years later, I think, as Matt said, we both realized that we would not be playing the NBA. But, you know, it's been his dream and my dream to be here in some way. And so many years later, uh, we're honored to be able to bring our family to your community and be part of it for many years going forward. We believe in a lot of fun. Matt and I are fans. We are fans at our heart. We want to win and have a great community impact. That's what we're really excited about. So we're excited to combine family and fun and winning together. That's what us and Ishbia's family, family stand for. I think my parents, mom, dad, we love you guys so much. Thank you for welcoming us to the community, and looking forward to many great days ahead. Thank you. And so, uh, thank you, Justin, for the kind words and the great remarks. Uh, last, and now I'm going to talk about a couple of things, vision, and I'll take a lot of questions. First, I gotta, I can't not thank my three wonderful children. I actually want to bring them up for a quick second and give, give me a hug. Ben, Jamie, and Joey, come on up real quick. And thank you. And my, even, so you know, family, my, my, my ex-wife allowed them to come in and wanted to come with me so we all spend time together. We still are a family. These are my three wonderful kids. They love basketball. I coach them. 
uh, maybe not that good, but we do well together. All right. Thank you, guys. I love you. Go. Thank you, guys. So, all right. So, a couple quick things, and I'm taking questions because I know I want to make this, uh, you know, concise and make sure. But the, the, the big thing for me and for us, you know, as the steward of this, these amazing organizations, the Mercury and the Suns, is What's the goal? What are we trying to accomplish? Okay? And so a lot of people say the goal is to win and champion. Let me get to that. The first thing is I want to think big. I want to think how do we make this the elite franchises in the NBA and WNBA? I want to make it so that everyone looks at the Mercury and the Suns as the best. What does that mean? Best in class from fan experience, community engagement, you know, culture, like best in winning. We got to win to be like, like, how do we make it the best? Right? And so those are the things that we have the vision for. And we, and I'm quite honestly, with the, the, the tradition and a lot of this, the, the success in the past, from back from Jerry Colangelo, who's obviously a legend and done amazing things, all the way through to today, it's been amazing. But I want us to be the best, the best in class, the elite franchises in the NBA and WNBA. And so there's four focuses. And I'd already talked to the team about it, so this is not new to them. There's going to be four focuses that we're going to think about here in Phoenix. And by the way, once we figure these out, we're going to figure out how to keep getting better and add things to it. But, you know, this is not Matt's vision. This is going to be our vision, not only the Phoenix Suns and Mercury, but hopefully the community. Right? The first thing is i got to start with our people here. I don't call them employees, I call them team members. The culture. So I, I built a mortgage company from 12 people to 7,000 people. We are the number one mortgage company in America. It's all because of my people. We have no patents, we have no technology no one else can build, we don't have like a special interest rate discount, we just have better people. And we have the, what my vision and our vision is, we want to get the best people to join the Suns and Mercury. We want to train them, coach them, be the best version of themselves, and then treat them so well they never want to leave. And that's what we're going to do here. The culture, we're going to go forward and make some changes and make this thing one of the best places to work across the country. And that's a big part of success because you can't win without happy people. You can't win unless your people care. You can't do anything unless you have great people. And so first we're starting with culture and team member experience. Second thing, we're going to dominate the fan experience. I'm, real, I'm a fan. So like growing up, my dad would take us, whether we sit in the upper deck or we get to the lower deck or whatever, and like a fan, a player waved to us. Like that was like the birthday present and the best thing ever. Like we're going to make sure the fan experience, not only from the players, but when we're getting concessions, are people smiling? When you walk in the door, security, people saying hello, the ticket, like everyone's going to be part of it. It's got to be an amazing fan experience. We can't win all the games. But we can win every kid's heart and every person's uh, mindset every single game. We're going to make it a fun experience even when we lose, right? So understanding the fan experience is second. Third thing is community impact. We are going to make amazing community impact across this community, across this great state, and beyond. And so how do we do those things? How do we make, you know, once again, this is a community asset. So how do we not use this platform to impact the community in a positive way? We will do that, whether it's from hospitals to donations to all different things, to doing things for kids. Like we're going to do a massive community impact. And the fourth thing to make this the lead franchise is we're going to win. We're going to win in everything we do, not just on the court, off the court as well. Right? We're going we're gonna to try to win a sponsorship deal. We're going to try to win the heart of that kid. We're going to try to win every game we can win. We're going to try to win championships, but we can't win every year. But I promise you, we're going to try. We're going to try to win everything we can do. In my business, you know, I've never focused on money. We focused on doing those four things. Success is the key. Money always has followed. We're not sitting here focused on money. Nobody cares about money. We focus on winning, community impact, culture, and fan experience. And guess what happens? A lot of success follows. Money follows success, not the other way around. And so that's what we, the vision we think of for Phoenix. I'm excited to be part of it. 
I'm excited to be part of it with all of you guys, and I can't thank you enough for welcoming me, because I, I, I had no idea. I'm from Michigan. I, how was everyone going to welcome me? And I can't, not only from the former players, to the partners, to all the fans, to all the media, it's been an amazing, amazing experience so far, and I can't wait to really roll my sleeves up, dig in with all of you guys, listen, learn, find out what we can do, and make changes and make things better along the lines of making this the elite franchises in the NBA and WNBA. So with that, I'm going to pause and take some questions. I'm happy to take any questions about anything and look forward to answering uh, anyone's thoughts. So go ahead. You're listening to the Matt Ishbia introductory press conference on Arizona Sports, the local sports league. Your arrival a day before the trade deadline, the fan base is very eager to learn some of your philosophies when it comes to team building. So with that in mind, what is your willingness to expand the luxury tax bill for the team for the sake of uh, potentially improving the team, not only at the deadline, of course, but in the years coming? Yeah, thank you for the question. I appreciate it. And so once again, one of the four things we just talked about winning, right? First off, I love our team. Give credit, by the way, James Jones is here and his, exe- his leadership team, like all these guys, they've done a heck of a job, right? They've done a heck of a job building an amazing team. I'm not walking into a team like so. I feel like we can compete right now with exactly what we have. With that being said, you know, my belief system is about how do we focus on winning? How do we, can we, can we improve our chances of winning a championship? Can we do things to make sure that, but I'm not just a short-term thinker. I'm also a long-term thinker, right? I'm going to be here for 40, 50 years. You guys are going to get sick of me. I'm going to be around a long time. And so I know you can't win every single day, but we're going to try. And so uh, we are very active. And uh, the way we look at it is how do we improve our team? I'm not going to be sitting here saying, counting the dollars, right? We're going to focus on how do we improve our team? And if there's a way to improve our team, we're going to look at doing it, but we're not going to sacrifice long-term for short-term, right? But we are going to try to win every day. And so hopefully that answers the question. Thank you. Matt, Gerald Borgay with PHNX Sports. Hi. Welcome to the Valley. Hey, all right. Thank you. Nice Um, to meet you. I had a question last night. There was obviously the report about Isaiah Thomas, which has since been debunked, given what you've said about the team member experience and the way that a lot of fans and employees here were kind of jaded by the work conditions here under the prior regime. Uh, My question is twofold. Will Thomas be involved at all? And number two, what is kind of your message to those fans and employees as far as how things are going to work moving forward? Yeah, thanks for the question. So, yeah, uh, you know, I don't read all the reports, but uh, you know, the way I look at it is this. Isaiah Thomas is a great friend of mine, right? And I have a lot of great friends. Isaiah Thomas is is someone that knows basketball inside and out. He's not someone that I have in a role or have an established role. I think that was reported. There's some role. There's no no role for Isaiah at this time. My belief system is this. I'm coming in. There's no changes. Like, I try to explain to the team upstairs, like, I know uh, our CEO CEO is no longer with us. I don't plan on coming in and making changes today. I come in listening and learning humbly. Like, I, I'm a mortgage guy. I love, love, love basketball. I love business, so I feel like I can be pretty good, but the next 60, 90, 120 days is about listening and learning. And you're going to hear a lot of things about, like, so I have a little different background where I'm very involved with basketball. I have a lot of great friends in basketball. You know, I know you mentioned Isaiah, but I have friends, I'm friends with Magic Johnson. I have connections with Tom Izzo. If you if you read all the things I've heard uh, that will happen, I mean, we'd, we'd have two people, you know, running the company with me here that I, you've never met. Like, so how about the way I always tell people is I will be direct. I will be transparent when I'm going to hire someone or bring someone on. You'll hear it from me first. Don't listen to the rumors because you'll hear it from me. You can just call me and ask me. I'll pick up the phone and say, nope, we're not doing that. Or, hey, we're thinking about this in the future. Here's what we're looking at. But there's nothing happening right now. Thank you for the question. 
Hey, Matt, Mark McLoon, 3TV CBS 5. Sorry, welcome I'm sorry, to I can't hear your first name. Hey, Mark McLoon, 3TV CBS 5. Welcome to town. Mark, thank hey, you. Uh, just, just curious, as this deal is closed, how much you have been able to dig in and, and kind of help make the decisions here leading up to the trading deadline and how involved you will be in the, in the basketball day-to-day? Well, so with both the Mercury and, and the Sun, so like, listen, I'm a believer of great, great people empower them, support them in every way they can so they can make the right decisions. I think we've got great people leading the Mercury organization and great people leading the Suns organization from a basketball perspective and from a business perspective. And so how active and involved, I mean, I'm involved because I'm in the weeds. I, draw, I, I, I roll my sleeves up, I mean, I can get in the dirt. Like I love being involved with everything. However, I know that, you know, if, I'm, if you're asking me about a player here, like James watches the film, like right? he, he's watched 100 hours of them. I, I, I watched the game like you did, right? And so we look at it a little differently. However, I do have a basketball mind where I think I can be valuable. Uh, but at the same time, I'm empowering my people to make decisions. I'm going to obviously be very active and involved with it. Um, but at the same time, uh, my job as a leader is to give, put the right people in place, give them all the resources and support they can have to be successful, and then let them do a great job. Thank you. All right, this is Dave King with Bright Side of the Sun. Um, Matt, I, thank you. Good to meet you. Nice um, to meet you. I have a question follow up on that. You have a reputation as a very hands-on CEO, always around. You take, you know, we talked heard about you take Thursdays so you can just walk around to different departments. How are you going to do that kind of management across the country? How do you plan on really putting your imprint on this team uh, from a distance? Yeah, great question. Thank you for the question. And so, yeah, you know, I'm very hands-on. I love to, you know, I'm, I, as you mentioned, my Thursdays in my office in, at UWM, I don't take meetings. I walk around. I talk to people, not talking to my leaders. I talk to people that are actually doing the jobs, find out what's going on, and find out how we can make things better. That's how I've improved. That's like going and creating work for myself to go get us better. And so I plan on doing the same thing in Phoenix. However, as you, you point out, I'm not going to physically live here. i got these three wonderful children. I live in Michigan. However, I'll be out here quite a bit. I'm the CEO of a publicly traded company, and I love that. I love the mortgage business. I'm going to be dominating that. We're the largest mortgage company in the country. I'm going to continue to do that. However, I will be very active, very engaged. And I think at the beginning, how do I make sure we set the right tone and culture? But once again, surrounding myself with great people. I started this whole thing off about team and family. and all. That's what makes the difference. It's not going to be a Matt Ishpia show. It's going to be a, it's going to be a Phoenix Suns and Mercury show. It's going to be a team, a we show, not an I show. And so with my my brother, he's active, I'm active, along with, we got other partners too, and we got other people that are part of it, you know, that have, that have done great things, we have other owners that are alternate governors, I've got Sam Garvin, I know John, John, like, we have people that are around, and I already got great leadership in place, and so we are going to make some changes once we figure out what those are, but right now, like, I believe knowledge creates confidence, and confidence create success. I don't have the knowledge to know what things we're going to do, but I'm going to be in the weeds and it's going to be, yeah, I'm going to be traveling a little bit more back and forth and being involved, especially um, as we get this thing going. Thank you for the question. Matt, uh, Richard Sines, Fox 10 here in Phoenix. Hi, Rich. Thank Welcome. you. Welcome. Uh, you you kind of touched on this current team and, and then the job James Jones has done in, in kind of building this team. When you looked at the potential purchase of this team and you looked at how good the franchise is now and the history that this franchise has had, you know, going to the final several times, how much did that add, add, to, add to the excitement of being able to purchase this particular franchise as opposed to any other franchise? Yeah, well, this, to be clear, this particular franchise was the target, right? This is not a, oh, they're for sale. This was, I can't believe they're for sale. I'm so excited about the Mercury and the Suns and how can I be involved? And so a lot of people ask me, oh, it looks like you paid, like, 
I was going to go get this team. This is the dream, the dream city, the dream opportunity, the dream organizations. And, uh, you know, in my head, I couldn't believe it became available. You know, and I'm 43 years old. I'm so excited it did. And so I guess the way I answer that question is, did it have something to do with it? Absolutely it did. I mean, this city, I think, is unbelievable, right? And for me, I mean, I'm from Michigan. If you come out here in the winter, I'm going to be out here. Like, back to your last question, I'll be out here a lot, you know, um, unless you want to come up to the snow with me. So, like, it made a, it made a big impact. This is, this is not just another NBA team, right? This is the Phoenix Suns, the Phoenix Mercury, right? Great history, great tradition, great former players. At the same time, great, great, great community and opportunity. And uh, I'm really excited about it. That's why when this became an opportunity, my brother and I and my father, we said, no matter what, that's the one. We're going. We're going now. And let's go figure out how to do it. And, and it takes what it takes. And the same we have at our company, like, pay $4 billion. It takes what it takes. I want to be part of this with you guys. Hopefully you guys recognize how much passion and love I have behind basketball, but also the Mercury and the Suns because of that. Thank you for the question. Good. Uh, Baxter Holmes with ESPN. Uh, Baxter. Who do you expect to lean on to adjust to uh, your role now as an NBA owner, a new position, whether it's other owners, people around the league, people outside of the league? Yeah, great question. So, so first off, Baxter, you know, the way I think about it is I don't, I've never done this before, right? So, but I'm going to roll my sleeves up and dig in. That's first. Second off, you got to use your resources. So that's why, you know, former NBA players, other NBA owners, you know, everyone, like, by the way, I'll ask you, I'll ask people around, like, I run a mortgage ship with 7,000 people. It's not, I only don't only talk to the executives or other mortgage winners. I talk to people that, you know, are the security guards. I talk to people, like, I'm going to figure out how to be great at this with my team. And so the answer to the question is like, I'll lean on a lot of external people, but at the same time, I'm going to start with our internal people and say, hey, how do we do this? How do we make this an amazing place? Not just for basketball, for Suns and Mercury, but also even the arena. Like, how do we make this like, like, how do we do all those things tied to those four things? And so I don't have like, hey, Matt's going to call Jenny Smith every day. Like, who's going to call? Like, Matt, I don't have a person that I'm going to tell you. However, I have a lot of people, and I mentioned some of them earlier with basketball background, but also outside of basketball. I got my brother, my dad. I got my, you know, I got, I got family, I got people, but at the same time, there's a lot of basketball people I'm close to. And to be honest, the owners, like, it's really cool how, how amazing they've been connecting to me. I know outside of the, let's talk about a trade, let's put that aside, everything else is like, let me help you. Let me help you. And that, that's a cool, cool, cool part to be part of that, that they all think, like, we're a partnership, we're a team. And so I have a lot of resources to use that. Thank you for the, the question. Dana Scott from Arizona Republic. How are you? Congratulations on Thank the, you. On the acquisition. So I'm wondering, what are some of the things you learned from Tom Izzo in evaluating talent that you were looking to apply to this Suns team? Well, so good question on evaluating talent. Once again, I'm, a, I'm, I'm on sports side. You know, I got we got Jim Pittman and, and, and James on the, on, the, on, the, on the Suns side. Like, they evaluate talent in their teams. And we got scouts and we got great people for, from a basketball player perspective. But what the things that I look at and value – um, that maybe are a little different than what other people look at um, is, is, is leadership, culture, amazing work ethic, and amazing attitude. And so I want leaders. I want people to do the right thing all the time, right? Like I look at players, and we got players on our team that high-fiving fans, doing the right things, come in early, stay late. Like work ethic, attitude, and leadership traits are a big thing. When I played, and actually like leadership drives a lot of success. And so those are the three or four things I look at when I'm evaluating talent, but that's not just basketball. That's chief marketing officer, 
right? That's, you know, security. Like, I look at those things and work ethic and attitude are things that built my business on at UWM because I know that every person controls that every day. How hard they want to work, how positive they're going to be because a lot of things happen. Having a, the right attitude and mindset is a big part of the success. So those are things I really value as a leader and as an owner of a business and also as, you know, the steward for the Mercury Suns in the arena. Thank you for the question. All right, we have time for one final question. One question, okay. Uh, Kent Summers with the Arizona Republic. Just to follow up on the Isaiah Thomas question, you said there's no role for him at this time. Are you leaving it open that there could be in the future? So here's what I'll say. There's a role for you in the future. There's a role for anyone in the future. The way I look at it is it's like I have no plans. Like people are like when I see things tweeted out and, I, and I'm learning quick, right? I'm learning, you know, uh, yeah, like – there's been, I have no plans for anybody to come into my organization at this time, right, until I evaluate what we've got, whether it's, you know, you personally, whether you say Isaiah Thomas, whether you say any name you want to use, Magic Johnson, I've, I've, I mean, I, you've seen, if you, you probably followed really closely, the amount of people I've looked to hire, supposedly, and that are coming to Phoenix um, has been, I mean, there's been at least 15 people that have been tied to me. And what I'll tell you is this, and the good part you'll learn about me, and maybe the PR people will love this about me, is like, I'm extremely, extremely transparent. When I have an idea and you think I'm going to do something, you'll hear from me. I'll tell you exactly, and I'll tell you why. And I'm focusing on winning, community, fan experience, and culture. And if I feel like anybody, whether it's a marketing person, an executive, a former NBA player, a new owner, like even people want to join the ownership group, you got to understand I have the same vision. And so I'll let you know when we look to hire someone. Uh, I promise you it will not come out via any tweet, and no one will know about it until it gets announced by me. And you can always call me and ask me, and I'll tell you the truth about what's going on. But there's no people that we're hiring at this time. Thank you for the question. So I'll, I'll finish up. I'm going to turn it back over to Tom, but thank you once again. I really appreciate it. I know I'm going to get a couple pictures with my family and some people, but thank you so much for being here. Hopefully you can feel my passion and excitement and energy, and I'm so proud to be part of this with you guys, and we're going to have a heck of a time doing great things with Mercury and the Suns for years and years to come. So I'll turn it back over to Tom. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, that was right. the Matt Ishbia introductory press conference right there, of course, here on uh, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, Wolf. Uh, he actually hit the break perfectly for us, too, so we can just come back and react to this like normal. That's uh, He said a lot there, and uh, I don't know. I took notes. Look at this actual paperwork. Over Energy there. and intensity. Yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot to react to. Also, we're going to talk to Matt Ishbia here shortly as well, so we'll come back next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.